All right, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Lloyd Brenton with Truly Grace Ministries. I'm leading a community of believers that want to uh, kind of find themselves in a faith-based life. If you're suffering from a setback, maybe it may be divorce, addiction, uh, finances, losing your job, whatever the case may be, we're a community that wants to support you and help you through any and all things that you go through. You can find us at uh, 8735 Highway 613 in Escatawa, where you can come in and meet the whole family. Uh, we start eating every Friday nights at 545. Uh, the service starts at 630 to 730. We, um, we take care of your kids for you. We're also on Spotify, YouTube, uh, podcast. We also have radio stations, 96.9 FM, and 1580 AM. Our show is done live, also shown on TV on WGUD. It's at seven o'clock on Thursdays, where you can watch us live if you missed the recordings. I really would like for you to get involved. And if you really need a change in your life, I know that you've been trying so hard your way. The struggles can only be overcome by Christ. Christ is the healer of all things. Truly Grace Ministries is where you need to be. Come as you are. Everybody's welcome. The no judgment zone. You are all welcome at Truly Grace. Our family is committed to making sure that each and individual that steps onto the grounds from the parking lot to inside will be nothing but family felt. You, you'll feel like home right when you get there. Nobody gets left behind. We love y'all and I hope to see y'all soon. Thank you for coming to Truly Grace. Glad you guys are here. Glad you guys are tuned in on uh, YouTube, uh, the television channels. I apologize. I'm not going to mention all those channels and avenues. I know you can see us on YouTube. You can see us on uh, uh, local television. Uh, you can hear us on the radio. Um, you can come and join us on uh, Friday nights at 630. Also, we have the uh, Iron Sharpens Iron on Tuesday nights. Uh, it's a wonderful meeting. We have the men meet uh, in another building. The women meet here in a building. Uh, just a time of uh, fellowship and uh, and uh, really opening up and, and being uh, vulnerable to one another in the presence of the Lord. A lot of healing taking place. A lot of growth taking place on those meetings on Tuesday nights. We encourage you guys to, to come and uh, both on Friday nights and thir uh, Tuesday nights. But it seems like Tuesday nights is just a little bit more intimate. It's hard to be intimate in this kind of setting. It's really not. It's not hard to be intimate in this setting. But there's something about meeting with your gender. There's something about men meeting with men, talking about men problems and men things. And there's something about women meeting with women and talking about women problems and women things. Amen? It's, uh, we are too different. We're, 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 Lord made us different, but he, he, he tells us, he encourages us to, to, to meet with one another, to confide in your brother, to confide in your sister, confess one another. Anybody know why he says that? There's a, there's, 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 there's scripture in their Bible says, where it says, seek your elders. There's a, and that's not just old people. You understand? There's something different about that. When it says, seek your elders, it's talking about the spiritually mature. Everybody's at a different level, different walk in their life with this, in this, on this journey that we call Christianity. So everybody's different. Just because you're uh, 60 years old doesn't mean you're an elder in the, in the body of Christ. You could be a baby in the body of Christ. And I hope y'all paying attention on, online and on, on the uh, 
YouTube and Facebook. That's that's something to, to take into consideration. Uh, you need to pour into or have someone pour into you that has some, that shows the love of Christ. A lot of people get on the Facebook and they post their problems and their their desires even and their hang-ups and you get a lot of a lot back but it's not all good it most of it can't even be used most of it's trash it don't it don't you don't even need to read it you don't need to even put it in your body in your mind and your thoughts it's irrelevant um, so I encourage you to get around like-minded people unless you are of the mind of sin then separate yourself and get around somebody that is a Christ-centered, that loves Jesus, that loves on people. You can see them. You guys online, you know who they are. You can find them. You can find them just like you find the heathens. They're not hard. They're out there. You may have to look a little harder because there's not so many up, so many of us. And some of us that are, we, we, we slip too. Uh, just this week I had an incident where I was quite angry didn't didn't really wasn't really lovable or or loving but thank god he sent jesus we don't have to be perfect because he was we just have to know and let the holy spirit correct us when we're wrong go to him for forgiveness if we offend somebody what are we supposed to do go to them and ask them for forgiveness it's simple you don't you don't you don't have to post it on facebook your, your angers and disappointments in your neighbor and your brothers and your sisters. Ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. If y'all did that, we'll put that old Facebook out of business. I'm not trying to do that, Zuckerberg. So don't delete us. That's not what I'm trying to do. That's not what I'm saying here to do, understand. We can use Facebook for positive things. It don't have to be about negative. I think that's where I think that's where we're gonna go tonight. I think we're going to talk a little bit about about anger, a little bit about what we do when we're angry, a little bit about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a big thing. It's very powerful. It's powerful to the person that you forgive, and it's powerful for you to be able to forgive. And it's a hard, touchy subject if you let it be. Wait a minute. I said that wrong. Forgiveness is hard, period. How many of you in here, by the show of hand, has something right now that you could forgive somebody for or need to ask for forgiveness for? That's right. So in this walk, we all have hurt somebody's feelings. We've all done something wrong to somebody. You know, we have all uh, sold ourselves big and come up short. You know what I mean? And that's okay. But through the grace and the mercies of God, we can fix those mistakes and those errors. I'm going to be quiet. I'm gonna, we're gonna, we got child care. For those of you watching that want to come visit, hang out with us, um, come see us, 6.30 on Fridays, Highway 613, Moss Point, Mississippi, about a mile north of the Piggly Wiggly. Uh, tonight, we are uh, honored to have back with us a letter to the king. Y'all can come on, make y'all's way up. Uh, we're going to have some worship. And then uh, and then I'm going to come back up here and uh, 
be a vessel. So I have no idea where this is going. We're just going to let God. Amen? All right. See y'all in a second. Letter to the king, guys.
employees, where we at? Praise. <laughs> Am I on? Maybe not. Now I am on. Well, I'm a child of God. Amen. 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 Letter to the King, everybody. There's something about live music. You guys, uh, you guys, check them out on Facebook. Letter to the King. Follow them. See where they play and support them. Anybody that seems like that, a group gets together of men and women. Last time y'all had some 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 other folks singing. Like I said, men and women getting together, praising. You know what I mean? That's uh, that's something special. And uh, we we appreciate them coming out and uh, sharing their talents. Uh, you know, you're not supposed to be jealous of one another, but it's hard not to be jealous when you can't play nothing and you can't sing worth a toot. Because <laughs> uh, I can't play nothing and I can't sing worth a I think I can play the drums because I beat on everything all the time, but I can't play the drums. And I think I can sing, but, but my wife says... You sound good, baby. <laughs> but that's my wife. She's supposed to say that, ain't she? She's so good to me. Well, praise God. Glad y'all are here. Glad y'all made it through a, a wonderful, warm, warm South Mississippi week. And wherever you're watching, I think it's been warm pretty much all over the United States. Um, I have a daughter out in, uh, in California, and it ain't too warm out there. But uh, they're going crazy out there. They got everything. It's just crazy everywhere. How many of you watch the news? Nobody. That's good. I don't blame you. I don't watch the news. I was going to buy a show of hands. Who watches the news? Yeah, that last song was a powerful song. You know, all your fears are broken. I mean, you can't. You can't. You can't live in fear. But you can if you're in the world. That's kind of what the world wants us to do: live in fear. Amen? They want us to run around being scared of everything. You know, and, and, and if, you, uh, if you're Christ-like and Christ-minded, the only thing we're really supposed to fear is, is fear the Lord. That's it. And that's a love. You know, it says fear the Lord, but that's really a love and a respect and adoration. That's not a, that's not a, a you know, that's not a cower down unless you need to cower down. Remember when your father or would get on to you? You know, you'd cower down a little bit because of the fear of the father. When you ain't doing right, then that's the fear of the Lord. You need to, you should feel that in your spirit. And it's a bad thing when you don't. It's a bad thing when you don't have that fear of the Lord in your heart. You don't have the Holy Spirit checking you when you're doing right and wrong. And I apologize again because uh, this is a, uh, this is going to be the Lord's. He's going to uh, kidnap this mic and this big head up here tonight and this mouth, which a big one it is. But uh, I want to say a prayer real quick for, uh, for, for me and all of us and all of you watching. If y'all would, bow your heads with me. Lord, use me, God. Use this time. Use these social media avenues, the television. Lord, this is your time, God. This is your time to to let people know and feel what you would have us know and feel. God, I pray that all the hearts, all the minds, all the ears are tuned in, Lord, and hungry 
I pray that we're all like a sponge for your word tonight, God. And Lord, I, I thank you, God, for, for me not having an opportunity to prepare and not having an opportunity to think and get involved and mess it up the Bryce way. Lord, I pray that you just have your way and let your will be done here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I feel better because now the pressure ain't on me. I just, got to, I just got to speak in faith. Amen? Does anybody ever do that, do something in faith? That's what we're supposed to do as Christians. We're supposed to walk out in faith. You're not supposed to just sit back and wait for things to happen. And we're also not to go, hey, what am I got to do? And I'm guilty of that. I mean, last week, I got, or this past week, I got overwhelmed, and I, got, I caught myself thinking, well, I got to do this, and I got to do that, and I got to do this, and if I don't do this, this is going to happen. If I don't do that, this is going to happen. How many of you know that's part of fear? That can control you. And then the Lord quickened me. What you going to do? Bryce, you can't, you, you dirty rag. You, ain't, you can't do nothing without me, Bryce. You, how much have you done? Bryce, that was really good without me, the Lord, in the middle of it. Jesus, you didn't have to be so mean. You didn't have to be so mean, Lord. But sometimes it takes the Lord really checking our spirits like that. You know what I mean? And, and I pray that you guys have those times. Because I know there's times that you do things that you need to be checked and checked hard. Like I said, everybody's in a different walk. Everybody's in a different spot in their relationship with the Lord. And understand, it is a relationship. It's not a religion. Don't hang up. Don't turn the dial. Don't tune out. Just listen to me. Call it what you want. I'm telling you, it's a relationship. If you don't talk with the Lord, like we talking now, I had to talk with Brother, we ain't supposed to use names, but I'm a point so y'all can't see, but everybody in here can, with my brother today. And it was pretty amazing about how are you to pray? How are you to talk to the Lord in prayer? Do you know we're really supposed to talk to the Lord like we're talking right now? It's not supposed to be a ceremonial thing. Is it? Adam and Eve was put in the garden to commune with the Lord and talk with the Lord. He, he sought them out to talk with them. He sought them out. That's what we're here for. He wants to hear from us. Sometimes I think the Lord's sitting up there and we get all dignified. And, well, Lord, please, Lord, 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 let us, Lord, let us. And he, I wonder sometimes he goes, just tell me what's on your heart. I already know. Just confess it to me. If you're mad, be mad. Talk like you're mad. If you're happy, be happy. Talk like you're happy. If you want something to change, tell me. You want something to change and be passionate about it. That's what our prayer life lacks. Sincerity, compassion, and passion. There's no trick, you know. There's no trick. Jesus came so we didn't have to go through ceremonial things to get to God. I don't, I don't remember, but I remember growing up, there, there's a direct line. I don't know what the name of the song is. Some of you may know. There's an old, old, old gospel song about a direct line. You know what I'm talking about, brother? And maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just imagining things. But we do have a direct line. We don't have to talk to an operator. We don't have to talk to a priest. 
You can. I'm not telling you not to. I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody's nothing. But understand, we have a direct line with God. And it don't matter what you did five minutes ago, you still got a direct line to God. You don't have to what? You don't have to leave him a recording. You just, leave, you just call on him. Call on his name and let him have it. He already knows. He just wants you to open up and be honest. How many of you know that? And, and that's, a, that's another thing that happens in these meetings for men and women. It's not easy opening up in a group session. Some, it's even hard sometimes opening up by yourself to the Lord. It's hard to admit when we're wrong. It's hard to admit we've done something wrong. And it's even harder to admit we've done something wrong with our, in, in a group of peers. But don't you think that's why he tells us to gather and fellowship? Don't you think that's why he says iron sharpens iron? Don't you think there's some substance to that? It breaks down walls on the inside and in the melon. This right here, the melon. It breaks down walls. It, le it leaves you open to more than just what the world wants to put in. Be careful who you get along with. Be careful who you confide in. You don't need to confide in just everybody. Your neighbors, the people in the grocery store. You don't confide in people on Facebook. You know, Facebook, I don't even have Facebook. I do have Facebook, I just don't look at it. I see a lot of face out here and every one of you is a book. And Lord, some of you got some lot of book, lot of pages, huh? Good, bad, and ugly. Amen. I know Bryce. I know I do. I know I got some good, bad, and ugly. And I don't know what I got left up there. I got two things clicking down. I guess the one in the blue. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you much. I don't even know what I was saying. Anyway, we were going to talk about forgiveness and then I got to listen to that song about fear but you know what I think it ties in together one to another fear and forgiveness you know what I mean fear forgiveness compassion it all it's all kind of bundled up if you would you can't with without forgiveness you build up some angers and you walk around angry enough and then you're fearful of things because you've built walls up because you confide in people that are angry also and anger and more anger begats what? Anger. Huh? You come to me with some anger, I'm going to smile at you and say, hey, God bless you. What you going to do? You can't be angry after that. And if you are, I'm going to tell you again, God bless you, high five. Jesus loves you. You know, you got a problem. You got a heart problem. Get on the direct line. Call Jesus. I got his number. You want it? That's what it takes, brothers and sisters. It ain't a lot of figuring out. It ain't a lot of figuring out. It's not, it's not, it's not hard. It's being humbled. It's being obedient. And it's a little bit of discipline involved. I got up here one time and talked about discipline, about discipline in the world or discipline in the, in the word. You know, you can have a worldly discipline or you can have a Christian discipline. Either one of them, you got to work at it. 
And it's, you, know, you got to work hard at it. You got to work hard to be a, an idiot. But once you become an idiot, it's kind of coast. You just, you're just going to be an idiot. It comes, you know, there's degrees. There's even more degrees to idiotic. I mean, you can be a bigger idiot sometimes. Huh? Don't don't laugh at me over there. I know who you are. I know you, I know you know. I know you. I ain't gonna say nothing else. But the same but the same thing with being a Christian. You, you don't wake up as a newborn and just come into the life a complete numbskull. You are a sinner, believe it or not. And there comes a time where, unfortunately, we are uh, have our ancestor sins that do affect us. But then we come to an age of accountability to where we're old enough to know better. And the Lord has, has, has breathed on us. And we've experienced his grace and mercies. Some of us at different age. Some of us as young as... I don't know about six, but I don't know. Six-year-olds nowadays are exposed to a lot. She's really smart. I bet she is. I bet she can work this phone. I don't even know how to turn on sometimes. And and as we was turn as we were starting, I couldn't turn on this TV. So children are, are are subject to different things, and the age of accountability today is probably a lot lower than it was twenty years ago, thirty years ago, forty, fifty, sixty years ago. I say that, but my grandmother had her first child when she was 13, married when she was 12. So nobody, there is no age of accountability on a chart. It's a heart thing. It's a mind thing. It's a spirit thing. It's felt. But there comes an age of accountability to where we have a choice as to what we do, how we exercise, if you will, our fleshly body are we going to exercise in the ways of the world or are we going to exercise in the ways of the Lord now unfortunately we live in the world and it's all around us so it's easy to be sidetracked it's easy to get angry and bitter how many of you in here has ever been hurt by somebody how many in here has ever been hurt by somebody that was close to you? That's everybody. And everybody watching. And if you hadn't raised your hand or acknowledged it online, you got some boundaries up. You need to come out on Tuesday nights and let's work on that. Get with some believers. Get with some people that want to see you work on your Christian walk and help you get out of the world. A lot of people ask us, what is truly grace? It's a church, it's a, it's a meeting, it's a gathering. It's a bridge. It's a bridge is what it is. It's to get you wherever you're at to where you need to be, closer to Jesus. And what do you have to do to get across a bridge? You got to walk, you got to drive, you got to put some effort in it. I don't know anybody that elevates or what levitates or whatever you, elevates, I guess you elevate in an elevator, levitate, making fun of me. I'm not educated, I just try, huh? But 
but you got to put effort into 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 crossing the bridge. You got you got the world on this side, and you got Christ on this side. Age of accountability, you make a decision. You know, everybody eventually learns about Jesus. Eventually, and I think that's really the only thing he's waiting to come back. You know, you get theologians theologians talking all the time about this and that and the other. You know what? I he lo- he came because he loves us. I think what he's waiting on is for more of us to turn to him in my heart because he, he don't want to send us to hell. He t- he's told us what he's going to do. He's told us. He's told us how to do it. Walk in faith. Read your Bible. Love one another. That's the greatest commandment of all. Love one another. You can't love one another when you're mad at something that happened. You can't love one another if you're mad at somebody that happened 20 minutes ago, much less years ago, hundreds of years ago. You can't do it. You got a problem. You need to get with somebody. You need to get with Jesus and ask him, Lord, show me the anger in my heart. What do I need to do? Well, who do I need to get forgiveness from? Who do I need to give forgiveness to? Forgiveness is mentioned 121 times in the Bible, depending on what, what just pretty, pretty accurate, 121 times in the Bible. It's powerful. It's a powerful, powerful thing. It's a hard thing to do. And I have a testimony about forgiveness that some of you may know or may not know, and I'm not going to go over it tonight, but you can go back in our history on our, uh, on our um, YouTube uh, channel and see it. Um, I was content going to hell, meeting a man in hell and spending an attorney with this man in hell, duking it out, perfectly content. And it, and if it wasn't, and if it wasn't for a group of men in a little Bible study called Iron Sharpens Iron that prayed for me every other Tuesday night for me to have forgiveness and compassion when when it was not worldly deserved, I would that's where I would be. Maybe sooner than later, but definitely there. But that's the power of uh a praying group. That's the power of a group of women that, that that meet together and pray together. That bring their needs before the Lord together, and then agree in prayer together for those things to change. Same thing with men. Get with godly people. Go to church. Meet in the groups. Sing. Praise and worship. Listen to your pastors. Take what they say in your heart. Apply it in your life. But please, don't put no man on a shelf. Don't put no man above the Lord. Don't idolize no man. Because what happens if you put a man on a pedestal and you're setting yourself up for heartbreak. 
You understand? There's a, I know a lot of great pastors, great men. There's a lot of them around here, right here in South Mississippi that I love dearly. Dearly. That they're, guess what, though? They're, they're just men. They're just as susceptible to sin as the next one of us. So listen to them. Don't be angered by them because they do silly things too. They may hurt your feelings. But I promise you, they don't intentionally. We used to have a study called the Bait of Satan. They don't intentionally set out to hurt you. It's just confirmation. That's what that was. They don't intend. Some of them may. Maybe that's what that was. I don't know. But you know in your heart, you know, and don't and don't don't play scenarios in your head. I'm the world's worst of that. And and my wife knows when I'm doing it. She's like, "What you thinking about?" I said, "Oh man, boy, my, I don't know what happened." She says, "I don't blink." I stand there like with my mouth open. I shut my mouth. I really leave my mouth open. She said, "What are you thinking about?" Stop! Snap out of it. But you know that's what I'm, I'm. I'm in my head, in Bryce's head, trying to figure out what I'm going to do in this situation. How many of you know that God's already got it worked out? And if you don't, I'm telling you, He's already got it worked out. You ain't got to fret over it. You just got to walk in faith. You got to do. You got to act. You got to be at home and take that job you don't want to take because they're offering you a job out of faith. Lord, I'm gonna do what I do what I gotta do to this job because it's given to me right now. You know what was in plan, what, what you got in store for me, Lord. I'm just gonna be obedient and, and and disciplined and dedicated. Have your way, Lord. And he's gonna do something else. Why? Because you gotta be a good steward of what you got. And I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. Amen. Ephesians four thirty two. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, forgave you. That's, that's, that's powerful. God knew we were not capable. He knew we weren't capable. So he had to send his son, Christ, that we were able to be forgiven. Have y'all ever heard that story about that guy that was just? It, it's some some sometimes you hear he's just kind of meandered around for a while. The last little bit of his life, he got to talking about things, and people didn't like what he was saying. And some people did, some people didn't. Some people, you know, joined in the bandwagon. Some people didn't. But the more he talked, the more people liked. And then right there, you know, later on, and they got to condemning him and. Before you knew it, he was laid down and beat and abused, spit on. They eventually killed that man. That was Jesus. And he did that for me. And you. And y'all. So we would have a direct line. And we would have the ability to forgive and love one another. And not live in a world of hate and anger. Don't bite into it, guys. I pray that you don't. There's so much out there right now. There's so much out there. There's so many pitfalls for any Christian. 
new believer or seasoned, the elders even. There's so much out there to get sucked into that's not Christ-like. Don't be subject to that. Be quick to forgive. Be quick, quick to forgive. If you're quick and go to them. Satan don't want you to do that. It's powerful. Satan don't want you going up to somebody that you know you made mad. Because guess what? You're living in fear. They're angry. That's, and guess how many people that's going to affect and infect? All my family, all that person's family, and it just grows. And that's what Satan wants. Look at them boats down there. They all, all worried and hating and fearful. Can't get nothing done. I got them where I want them. Oh, look, started drinking. Oh, look, they started doing drugs. How many more people is that going to affect? It don't just affect you. It affects everybody. You know what I mean? And it all, it all, it all stems back from, yeah, you was done wrong. And yeah, you did somebody wrong. And yeah, it may be unthinkable, horrible what happened. But don't let it define you. You're defined by Christ. He gives you your identity, not the sin around you. The Lord gives you your identity. Don't take on the identity of the world, of the hate, of the fear, of the anger, of the hurt. Turn it loose. Give it to God. Forgive somebody. If somebody comes up to you and asks you for forgiveness, you might not even know what it's for. And you might not need to think about it too much. You might just need to love on them. You might just need to love on them and say it's okay. But if they come up to you and ask you for forgiveness and you know exactly what it is and it's hurt you horribly, you may want to say what my wife calls a, a mayday prayer. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Right now, Lord, where you at? How many of you know that's effective? If it's, a, if, it's, if it's not done in, in, in sarcasm and, and if it's done heartfelt and you're in a situation and you cry out, Lord, help me. What's going to happen? You think he's going to turn his back on you? No. But don't think for one minute if you turn, turn around the next second and turn your back out on him, he's not going to let you go. He'll come behind you, but he's not going to twist your arm. He's not going to do that. You have to walk. You have to make efforts. You have to make steps. Lord, help me. Okay, I'm here. I'm right here. I've never went anywhere. I'm here. I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you what you need to get through this. I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit to be with you, to get you through this situation. You just got to lean on it. You got to walk in it. You got to seek me in prayer. Those of you that are watching on television, thanks for joining. we got a lot more here tonight. Wish you were here to share with us. Um, come out next time and you can get some more. God bless you. Don't let it consume you. There's some people in here tonight got all kind of stuff running through your head. You know, there's a reason. 
The Holy Spirit's working on you. You got things that you need to ask forgiveness for. You got things that you really need somebody to ask your forgiveness for. But guess what? Pray that happens too. Because guess what they're doing? They know what they did. They know they're not they're not oblivious to the sin, the hurt that they've caused. They may seem like they are, but it's eating at them. Just like it eats at you when you do something like that. When you when you deserve forgiveness, you've earned you've earned the you, you've done wrong. But be quick to ask for forgiveness. Be quick to go to your brother and sister and say, "Forgive me for what I did." Because guess what that does? It stomps it out. It stops it. It stops it from growing. It kills it at the root. Now, granted, if it's grown, if it's grown for twenty-five years or twenty years or ten years, there's a big root system, and it's not going to be eliminated immediately by "forgive me." Not in every circumstance. Some, that's just how the Lord works, and He will stop it and kill it, just like that. I can testify to that. Go back and see. It's pretty amazing what God can do. But it can be done, even if it takes a little while. But when, when that happens, there is a time for healing. And it's not only for the one that asked for forgiveness, it's the one that needs forgiveness given to. It's on both sides of the fence. The devil can't do nothing with that. It's done. He can't manipulate no more. He can't hold nothing back no more, and either one of you or the families. Sometimes two people get, get all bent out of shape with one another, and it affects several families. And I'm not talking about to the point of, hmm, I ain't going to talk to you. I'm talking about to the point of just all-out hate, riot in the streets, tearing down stuff, looting. What do you think that's from? That's from hate. That's from hate. That's what it's from. You see it every day. That can be alleviated. It can be squashed and cut out at the root, out of the heart with love, with some compassion. And it starts with you. Don't feed it. Don't feed it. Give it to God. And don't give it to God. You can do it quietly in a closet. But when they're feeding you anger, give them some Jesus. So I'm not buying into this. You do whatever you want to do. You can be angry if you want, but I, I love Jesus, and Jesus loves me. And I don't have to walk around angry. I don't have to walk around afraid. He parted the seas so I could walk right through it. The song just told us. The song just told us that. We know that. But it was just sung in the song by Letters to the King. Wonderful band. That was a good plug. It's out of nowhere. Brothers and sisters, find yourself some elders in the church, elders in Christ. And like we said before, that's not a color of hair, elder. You understand what I'm telling you? You can see the love of Christ on an elder. You can hear the passion. 
you can feel the passion. You can see it in their eyes. You can hear it when they talk. You can see it when they walk. It's not hidden. It's a light. There's songs about it. Seek them and ask for help. Don't be ashamed. That's what Satan wants us to be. He wants us to be ashamed. He wants us to stay hidden. He wants us to stay bottled up. He wants us to figure it out ourselves. Because guess what? You ain't going to figure it out. You're going to make it worse. <laughs> Give it to God and turn it loose and walk in faith. There's people that's come come through this church that's gone through drug programs, that's been in prison. You know, there's people that's got busted marriages. That's in this room. But that's in the church house also. So it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's all over the place. Don't let the enemy win. And fortunately, it's not really a hard battle if we just get down to the nuts and bolts of it. It's just a matter of turning loose. It's just a matter of, of being humble to the Lord. Lord, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know my heart. You know where I'm going. Help me, Lord. Give me direction. And, 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 and I'm not saying he's not going to tell you exactly what to do, but sometimes he don't. Sometimes he makes little avenues that you see, opportunities that you see. That's the Lord working. I don't pray for patience. And I just found out the other day my wife prays for me for patience. Oh, Lord Jesus, that's bad. That's mean, huh? That's the worst thing. That's what I've always heard. Don't pray for patience. And I stop praying for patience. I just I practice patience, but apparently I don't practice it well enough because my wife prays that I get patience. So I was wondering what's all been going on these past couple of weeks and everything hit me upside the head. But, but how many of you know that, that God provides a way? It's amazing. If you just keep your mouth shut for a minute, get quiet, talk to God, and look. There, that's where I need to go right there. This is the phone call I need to make right here. This is who I need to call. This is who I need to talk to. This is what I need to do. Sometimes it's just that simple. But sometimes we're so stubborn that we just flat out refuse to do it. Just refuse. We know. We know it's God telling us to do this. Ain't no doubt in our mind. But the old world in it says, the pride or the ego or whatever it is is, ah, you don't need to go that way. Go your way. Go your way, you know, because your way has been so productive <laughs> over these past 40-some-odd years. Talking about me. Go your way. You know how to do it. You've been around long enough. You can figure it out. You'll be right back where you were, right back at the crossroads. Thank God he brings us to the crossroads. Thank God he brings us back, gives us another opportunity. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And he's right there with us when we're doing our own thing. He's just waiting on us.